right. T.J. Cooley, designer and the writer. Designer and the writer. Designing things and writing things. So welcome back to Run the Layers. I'm your host, Credit Bobby, and this is a special episode where I have my good friend TJ on, friend of the channel, friend of the pod, um, and we have a show that's on YouTube, it's on Facebook Watch, it's called The Designer and the Writer, and basically it was inspired by our previous collabs on my YouTube channel where we did like logo reviews and we, we even created a whole league. Uh, we, you know, reviewed uniforms, XFL. Uh, well, I was gonna say rest in peace, but thanks to The Rock, uh, they might be coming back. Uh, but truly rest in peace to the Alliance of American Football, RIP. Uh, and it came from that and I was like, hey, He's a writer, I'm a designer. We, our collabs are always fire. So let's build a show. And of course, with the show allows me to make a logo for it, which I'm discovering that if I get to make a logo for it, I'm, I'm all in, let's, let's make this thing happen. So if you go to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Bobby, one of our latest projects has started with, you know, doing, you know, the rebrand for each of the Hogwarts houses. Uh, Hufflepuff is already out. Uh, Ravenclaw should be out by the time you're listening to this. And, you know, Gryffindor and Slytherin in the future. So I wanted to have TJ on and for us to kind of talk about the show. So TJ, like when, when I pitched the show to you, what were your, what was your reaction to it? Uh, and what's been your overall experience so far? Well, first of all, it's great to be back on Run the Layers. Um, love the show, big fan. Um, and, you know, one of the things, you hit it right on the head. When we collaborate, it's awesome. Like, I loved every project that I've worked with on you, with you and, like, the creating an entire league of soccer teams based on superhero cities. That's cool. And creating an alliance of American football team with the alliance. That was cool. And I, I love doing things that are fun, creative. It kind of allows us to, you know, flex our creative muscles and just do something that's a little bit different. And it was something that I'd never really done before. Uh, I created characters for the, some of those videos. Um, and it's just, it was a lot of fun to do that. And I, it just, just feels like a natural progression that we went from, just doing a couple of different things on your YouTube page to we kind of created a show within your greater show of your YouTube channel and now Facebook watch. And it's, it started off, we have a few ideas, obviously we're still just now getting to some of the bigger ones, but you know, we started with doing uh, basketball jerseys or hockey jerseys and the, the idea of thinking about those from the designing perspective makes a little bit of sense. But the thing that I love and the thing that I talked about last time I was on this show was the fact that everything is a story. There's story behind everything, every choice that someone makes in 
life, uh, especially at the overall branding. One of the, my favorite things about sports when they do come out with new uniforms is the, the reason behind things, the story behind things. And, you know, we tell right now, you and I are telling a story about our show on a podcast. And so stories are everything. Your life is a story, whether you want it to be or not. And it's really cool for me as a writer to find the cool things and just show off a little bit about the the writing storytelling process going on within things that you may not otherwise look at. And that's something that I've always done, whether I was conscious of it or not. And it's just given me a cool opportunity to do that on a larger scale, uh, especially getting into our now wizarding world, Harry Potter, Hogwarts series, because getting to live in that world has just been a blast. I love it. Like I like when I like come to someone with an idea and they get excited, you know, like, especially because mm-hmm. it allows you, because like you go in, like you <laughs> bring your strengths to the table on this. It was like, oh, we're talking about Hogwarts houses. Cool. Uh, Robert, uh, go to exhibit A, uh, my <laughs> part here where I have, you know, mapped out this and here are some slogans. Like if you watch like the redesign, the Hogwarts houses, like the Hufflepuff video on my YouTube, like, most of those ideas come from TJ and then I that gave me the the direction to go in and we're basically giving you like how logos are created how brands are created like we're giving you that process like in real time so to speak because it's like you the first part of the video is us talking about okay what are ideas okay what is the what is the brand now what do we want it to be what what the people of, of the house want it to be and and then i go and design some things and how can we make that for the future like how can we tell that story because everything has to be cohesive like when you're building something i'm making a logo like if i make a logo for a national convention like it's not just oh it's just a logo we can just throw something on there like it has to tell the story because that's the stamp that's going to mark that event like for hogwarts house whether it be for a city, whether it be for a faction that's within a book, like that's going to be the emblem. Like, cause you've seen a lot of people like who've read books, watch TV shows, watch movies. Like there could be an emblem, like the, the Star Wars emblem, like the Jedi logo or the Empire logo. Like people get that tattooed on themselves, man. Like they, like those emblems, those, those representations of things, they matter. And People had to have conversations or an author had to think about, okay, what do I want that to represent, you know? Mm. And I think that that gets into one of the things I love most about just the existence of the designer and the writer and you and me together is just how closely married design and storytelling really are. Because when you and I get together to make projects, when you and I get together to work on things, you you do some storytelling. You do a lot of that, not just through your designing, but with the overall design of what we are talking about. You and I kind of collaborate on that. And then it's also allowed me a chance to kind of 
design my own stuff, even though I'm not the professional designer, it's, it's a way that I visualize the world that I'm trying to create and the story I'm trying to tell by just jotting down my own stuff. And you may not be artistic and you may not think that you are good at like you know, drawing or sketching or whatever, but if you just doodle words, like you are kind of sketching in a different way. And the way that they just work so seamlessly together, design and story to create an experience is just super cool. And I think you touched on that brilliantly. Like it's because I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't draw. And I mean, I don't think I can draw, but I can design like I, because it's like, I'm a visual person. A lot of people are visual people. So it's like, like, so this is like a little mini lesson for people who are looking for a designer or looking for, I mean, any kind of artist, any person that's trying, that you need to make your vision come to life is jot something down, like sketch something out. Like sketch doesn't have to be like Picasso. It doesn't have to be a professional painting. It just has to be something that you can hand to someone and that person will be like, okay, I see what you're trying to go for. Like even like with like with your book, Leapers, like it's like we talked about that and you gave me a piece of something that was gonna be in the story. And then I took that and then I made art for it. Like with the art, with your story, the author, like it's like, okay, these three different things, these characters. So I made the covers reference those characters. So it's like story and design are interwoven in in a much more uh, important way than a lot of people, you know, realize because it's like you're. It's one thing to have a vision; it's another thing to bring that vision to life. And you have to know what what are you trying to bring to life? What's who's the audience? Like, what is the story is trying to tell? Like, who is this brand? What do you want to represent? Like you writing a book, like there are going to be certain things you want somebody when they pick up that book that they immediately are like, okay, one, that's TJ's book. Two, it's giving me a hint at what it's about or, or enticing me to open the book. And it's like all of that comes into play when you talk about story and design. Yeah. And on top of that, the biggest Thing probably from this whole thing that you should take away is collaboration. I think that your project, you, you can work on something on your own for hours and hours and days and days and years and years, but you share it with someone for the first time and it gets better. Advice, uh, some supportive suggestions, some critiques. Uh, critiques are good. You know, it's, it's a good way to build it, to grow it. You can get really into your, like in your head about, whatever you're you know, writing, designing, painting, writing music, whatever, you can get in your head about it. And it's good to like take that step back and trust. It's a big thing. Find yourself a good mirror, someone who's going to be able to give you, someone you trust to give you good, honest feedback and you feel safe with. But share, if you share your art, if you share your, it's part of you, it's scary, but you get a much better product coming out of it. And that's probably the biggest takeaway I have from um, collaborating with you, not just on, you know, my book, like you said, or my podcast or our other podcast, everyone, and their brother, but like this show in particular, the designer and the writer showing the collaborative process and how 
you plus me equals something better than what I was just saying or what you may have just designed or just what you were saying. It just takes it up that many notches. And a lot of it is just asking for the, for the asking someone for help because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people kind of think they have to do everything on their own. And there have been times, like I'm sure there are times in everyone's life where you're like, well, I don't feel like doing this or I don't think I'm capable of doing this. But then you have a friend that reminds you that you are capable of doing this. And then the opportunity to collab with that friend is like, oh, you're the person that kind of motivates me in my own individual pursuits. Now we're building something together. So it's like, oh, so it's because fear and yeah, anxiety and insecurity and imposter syndrome can definitely play mm -hmm. a part in people not creating or not promoting themselves or not trying those things, not releasing you know, what they've created. But when you collaborate with the right person, your excitement for the thing outweighs all that other stuff. And then sometimes when you collaborate with someone, your collaboration with that person can inspire you to do more on your own. So it's like you can feed, like there's a, as a, as a motivation inspiration loop that is created when you have multiple people working on something together. So where it's like, it's not just, you know, accountability, but it's excitement. It's, oh, that's a cool idea, but how about this? And like, I, and I, that's something that I've never shied away from as far as like getting feedback from people. The thing that, that has been in my life, the most, uh, the thing I had to overcome the most is just the fear of putting stuff out. But as far as like when I'm designing something, like I like getting feedback from people as far as like, okay, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And then people ask me the right questions. Cause some people think, some people like feel the need they have to do it on their own. I'm, I like collaboration. Like I like getting feedback from trusted people that can take something. Most of the things that, most of the big things that I've done at work, uh, and definitely client work has been like, well, can you try this? Or how about, or how about this thing? Have you thought about this? And then that makes it better. So having that in a project where you're collaborating with multiple people, it's like where two or more are gathered, you know what I'm saying? Like think great things can happen from that. Yeah, and, but on the flip side of that, I think it is important to note that when you do get into collaboration, when you do get into teamwork, that everyone is interpreting their version of the story differently. It can be challenging. It can be hard. Everyone's trying to make sure that their creative voice is heard or at least acknowledged. And so a lot of stuff you know, that you deal with in like your professional life in your office job is a lot of different the same idea perhaps executed slightly differently or when you and I are collaborating on designer and the writer stuff or my, on my books or my podcast art, it's, you know, marrying two visions or even, you know, a whole room's worth of visions into one can be challenging. Um, and so it's important to know, like going in that the more people you add, the more voices are going to try and be heard. That's everyone just trying to tell their story. So being finding the way to meet and marry a lot of those ideas together is the challenge, but it can be very rewarding, if not, you know, extremely challenging first, but then ultimately rewarding with the payoff later. Yeah, definitely will get more complicated the more people you involve. 
and it's just about like and on the job you don't have really uh, control over who's all involved like it funnels to you but there's a lot of you know stakeholders involved so it can definitely be a challenge of like figuring out okay how can I bring all of these different visions these different stories together and it has to be about what's best at the end of the day like what's what's best for the project not necessarily what I personally want but what's best for the project so but that is it is also uh one of the reasons why i definitely encourage people to create outside of their nine to five because of that because when you're doing something and you're you're taking it from beginning to end like like this this is not something you've been assigned this is something that you want to see happen and then having having that inner circle of people that you can trust and then knowing, hey, this person's good at this. Hey, let me collab, you know, like and even with this, even with this podcast in and of itself is like some people are like, OK, I want to start a TV show or I want to start a podcast. Or I want to start something. OK, how do I like you can't go straight to how can I get LeBron James on this podcast, <laughs> you know, like. And that was never my, it's like, I mean, obviously that would be fantastic, but oh, yeah. it's not really a goal of mine for this. Like the goal, like I'm trying to influence and teach and inspire the people that are within my sphere of influence. Because a mm -hmm. lot of people will chase after, a lot of people will chase after things that are over here, but not serve the community with the audience they already have. Like you got to serve the people that are already, that already got your back, that already want to hear from you, that already want to learn something from you and not just be like, okay, I need to get more. I need to, I need to, like, of course you want a big audience. Like, of course, like you want to release a book and it's the next, you know, New York Times bestseller, the next JK Rawlings, TJ Tooley, you know what I'm saying? Movie deals and all that, millions and millions. And that's what I wish for you, my friend. But if you write a book with that intention, it's not going to be a good book because you're going to trick yourself into being like, well, if I'm not this, then it's a failure. Like it. So it's like, and it's all about collabing and having those people around you and, have, and having the right why. So it's basically like, if you know why you're doing something and you know someone personally that's already in your sphere of influence that's good at that thing, then you can build together and building together makes the project more likely to be a success. Yes, definitely. And something I just wanna hit on, you know, you talk about, or we, we both talked about it now, uh, friends, collaborators, your mirror, your the people you bounce ideas off of. Um, and I, I can't stress that. It is very important to find the people that you trust in that, but also being that person for someone else. You know, if you're going to be asking for that, you should be willing to do that for someone. And knowing how to give appropriate feedback, knowing how to in, in theory, you know these people at least somewhat well. And so you should know what kind of advice they're looking for and then also know when you maybe need to take a step back because it's not yours. You know, that's, that's, that can be hard. You know, like someone can come to me and I have a ton of ideas, but they're not necessarily looking for me to 
fix every problem they have. They want like a, you know, or I, they don't want me to change the direction or the course that they're going, even though I have a cool idea for myself in their world or in their sphere or, you know, whatever it, it, that may not be in mind to do. And so just, you know, check yourself as you're going along. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Robert, um, you know, this design actually would be a lot better if you did this thing that I know nothing about, you know, or, um, you know, in a storytelling you may be doing, I'm not going to like, I might give advice on something if you come to me in my capacity as a writer, but I'm not going to write your story for you. I'm not going to rewrite your entire world based on something that I have in my head. So be a good friend, be supportive, but also check yourself occasionally because you don't want to become an unhealthy person to come to, to the point where people no longer come to you for support and no longer give you good advice and are no longer good mirrors for you because they're scared of, or have a fear of what you may say or what you might want to hear. Because that's a very, that's a good point. Those are good points because coming to someone not even with the intention of collaboration, but just coming to someone with an idea you have or something you've created. That's a very, that's a very vulnerable position to mm. put yourself in. So you have to be willing to, you know, open yourself up in that way. But then also, like you said, be someone that someone can do that to yourself. Like be not, don't just look for safe spaces, but be a, be a safe space in and of yourself so that people can come to you and feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable. And that's going to do it for this episode of Run the Layers. Thank you to TJ for joining us on this episode. And make sure you are subscribed on youtube.com slash creativebobby so you're notified when new designer and the writer episodes come out. And make sure for this pod, make sure you subscribe, make sure you're sharing, make sure you're leaving reviews, five stars be appreciated. And as you go along in life, teach as you learn and inspire as you do. See you next time.